Hello, this podcast interview is with Don Williams, the man who captained the under-19s to their first ever premiership. In fact, the year before, they had finished last. What a story. Here is Don Williams. Hello. I'm looking for Don. You're looking for Don. You've got Don. G'day, Red. How are you, mate? Well, I thought we should have a, a quick chat, so I might press record and I'll ask you a couple of questions about Tigerland, if that's all right. Yeah, go for it. Look. All right. Yeah, go for it, mate. Here yeah. we go. <clears throat> Don, it's a pleasure to speak to you. How are you? I'm well, thank you, Red. Um, you, you're a part of Richmond history, aren't you? Because you're the first Richmond player to do something in particular. Do you know what it is? Um... No, I captured, <laughs> apart from capturing the thirds for the first time. The That's it, you, t- you, t- you yep. took the Richmond thirds to yep. their first premiership. That's right, yep. What year was 19, it? 1958. How old were you in that in 1958, Don? I would have uh, probably, no, because it was an under-19 competition, the, the thirds. Right. So I think I turned 19 in that particular year. So you would have played a couple of years previously. Well, I, 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 right? yes, I did. I played in 57-58, uh, 1957-58, right. and I played with the Richmond Fourths in 1956. Do you mind if I ask you a little bit about the Richmond Fourths? Because there's, there's not a lot that sort of is spoken or written about the Richmond Fourths. So in, in 56, you're playing with them. Do, do you remember who was coaching or who captained? Or? No, I've I, I, I racked my brain. I thought it might have been one of the questions we might talk about, but I, I can't remember the coach or the captain. Did you win the um, premiership I, that year? No, we, we went through pretty much undefeated, as far as I can recall. It's a long while ago. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we, we went through the season undefeated, I'm pretty certain. Um and we played South Melbourne Force, right. who were captained by Bobby Skilton. Were they really? Yep. And uh, we'd, we'd uh, give them a good old touch-up uh, about three times during the year. We'd beat them each time. Yeah. And they knocked us off by a point in the grand final. Well, I think your memory's pretty, pretty good. I've got here... Well, I've got here in 1955, are we talking 55, were we, or 56? We're 55, 55, 56, I'm not absolutely certain. Yeah, I've got that Richmond in 55 were runners up by a point. Right. Um, and the coach was a guy called Keith Hearn. That's it. Uh, yep. and the, in fact, the year before, they were runners up by a point as well. Um, okay. And Keith, okay. and then the next year in 56, a guy called Alan Watson uh, took them yeah. to the premiership. But does Keith Hearn ring a bell to you, that name? Keith Hearn rings a bell. Alan Watson doesn't. Yeah. Uh, I, I can remember we, we it was played at the North Melbourne, um, North Melbourne footy ground. Right, yes. Yep, yep. And uh, a You're miserable correct. day. Um, poured rain, shocking day. And I think it was like 4-4 to 4-3 or something like that. And I think Bobby Skilton probably kicked about three out of the four goals. So Bobby Skilton was playing. Yes, he was playing, and yep. he was yep. he was captain as well. He was coach, he was, was captain. he? Was it? Yep. Oh. Uh, just captain. Goodness yep. gracious! Wait, well, yeah. I think your memory's pretty sharp. I've got that there was a grand final at North Melbourne that day, and Richmond right. lost by a point. And in fact, the footy record of that year says that Richmond Fourths are undefeated this year. South that Melbourne be have right. only been beaten by Richmond. Yep. Yep. 
So well, you went we, through the whole season. We, yeah, we, we met them. <laughs> yeah, we met them three times during the year. Yeah, we played them in the semi-final and uh, we we rolled them. Yeah, and went into the grand final feeling uh, pretty confident. And uh, there you go. They uh, they knocked us off by a uh, by a point, solitary point. Now the fourth were an under seventeen sort of side. Under seventeen's uh, red. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it was like a sort of like a nursery team for Richmond, wasn't it? It was sort of. It uh, wasn't like a feeder team. Yes. Yeah. Um, it, uh, I, I played prior to that, going back further again. Um, uh, they uh, under hope was an under fifteen side. I think, for the Richmond Scouts. Oh, right, yes. But I, I can't give you any more information than that, other than we, we won a premiership, but I, I couldn't name any of the players. Or, yeah. uh, uh, one or two players, I think, probably. I think there was a guy by the name of Ronnie Reeves, who later played with Collingwood. Oh, yes. And there was a guy by the name of Billy Thrip, who was full back for Collingwood. Uh, but they're about the only two I can remember from that under... I think it was under 15 or under 16. Well, the fourths would, would later become Essex Heights. Um, That's right. Football yeah, they, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, did you, do you remember, did you play Richmond's, was Richmond, did you play your home games at Punt Road? As a, do you we, yes, we, we played our home games at, at Punt Road and up until 1959, uh, the thirds were the pre-game before the main game. That's right, they were. You were spot on, yes. Yeah, and from 59 onwards, yep. the seconds became the curtain raiser yep. for the main games. So if we talk about the thirds, what 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 time did that game start normally? Oh, I read about, uh, about 12 o'clock or thereabouts. Wrecked uh, as far as I can yep. recall. And um, was there many people at the ground at that stage? Would you have much oh. of a crowd or not? My mum and dad. <laughs> Good on them. Good on them, hey? <laughs> yeah, they... Uh, oh, yeah, we've we got a, yeah, a crowd, but it, it had built up by the time the, the main uh, the main game started. But, oh, yeah, we did we, uh, a couple of hundred, I guess, uh, yeah. you know, for our, for our game. They, they weren't sort of lining up to sort of get in sort of thing, you know. <laughs> did, you, did you... Would you stay around for the seniors match? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I can only yeah. imagine the people you saw play. That would be extraordinary. Oh, yeah, well, a lot of Well, one piece of history, as far as I'm concerned, I replaced Roy Wright in Roy's last game with Richmond. Right. Um, I was, uh, as I mentioned before, the seconds became the curtain race of the main game. I was played... Uh, picked a play with the seconds this particular day against South Melbourne right. and got to the ground and they said, don't bother changing yet. You're, uh, you'll be playing or you'll be on the bench for the firsts. Oh, my Lord. Sort of, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Good. So uh, and that happened. And I can remember just after, I think it was just after half time, Roy Wright got a, a whack in the nose and got a broken nose. Yeah. And... Um, uh, Alan, chap by the name of Alan McDonald, was coach at Richmond then, mm-hmm. and he said, "Right, son, you're on." And I said, "Well, where do you want me to go?" He said, "I'll oh, go on, Ken Boyd." Now I don't know whether you know Ken Boyd. He was a uh, pretty tough sort of hombre, and uh, so 
My first game was on this Ken Boyd. Yeah, Ken Boyd was later suspended for uh, punching John Nichols. Oh. I think he got I think he got eight weeks Jeez. for it. Um, but you've heard of the, the term white line fever? Yes. Yeah, well, Ken Boyd was a white line fever guy. Oh, right. Oh, off the ground, a lovely guy. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't meet a nicer guy. Right. But, so that was my first game. As say, Roy came off with a uh, with a broken. He had a few injuries that uh, part of his career, sort of thing, and the broken nose virtually uh, was his last game. Getting towards the end of the season, anyway, so he uh, he retired. Well, sh- shame on me for not realising as I was look spending so much time on the thirds history that I yeah. completely forgot the fact that you had kept going all the way and and made it into the scene. Did you play reserves for Richmond? Reserves, yeah, I got about oh, about thirty games up. I think red for the uh, with the twos. Yeah, so Don, you played yep. fourths, thirds, seconds, and firsts for Richmond. Yep, yep, yep. I was a little bit unfortunate. I was ninety-three games short of a hundred, mate. <laughs> I played seven. <laughs> no, not quite as many as your old man. <laughs> uh, let's go back to hold on. Let's go back to the thirds for a second. Yep. You, 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 you kept, as I said, you kept in the thirds to the premiership. Who was the coach? Guy by the name of Billy Wilson. I'm so glad you mentioned his name. Tell me about Billy Wilson. Billy Wilson, lovely little guy. Uh, he would have been raving to Bill Morris yes. and I think Roy Wright. Mm-hmm. I think he raved to both of those guys. Yeah, you're right. Um, but a, a, a lovely guy. Um he died on a, a business trip over in, I think, Thailand. He was away. He died overseas. He'd he been did. over there on business. And very sudden. Very sudden. Oh, yes. Because he very, was, very sudden. Was, uh, yep. By all accounts, he never smoked or drank. He was very fit. And yep. he, he, Extremely and fit, yeah. He died, in, you're right, 44 years of age in 1969. In 69, was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, now a lovely guy. Well, he took it over in his first year taking over the coach and we won the premiership. I, I think we, 57, I think we came just about last in the uh, in the comp. Don, anyway, can I just yeah. say, your memory yep. is spot on. Is it really? The year oh, before, okay. the Richmond yep. Thirds finished last. Right. Then he takes right. over as coach, your yep. captain, and they yep. win the premiership, their first premiership. I don't think any, right. any Richmond club since then on any level has gone from last to premiership. Yeah. I, I think we might have dropped the first couple of games. I'm not, there again, uh, Rev. I'm not sure. Why not first couple of games? And I think we won the next 14, uh, including the grand final, uh, in a row. What was the turnaround? How did we end up? How did we go from last to first? Like, was there I've a big noticeable difference? I've got no idea. Let me, it, um, no, no idea at all. No idea. We, had, we did have some pretty good players. Graham Garn comes to memory. He played a lot of games with, uh, with the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Graham Jacobs, uh, uh, Renato and Lydia Ricky, uh, twin, they were twins. Um, That's right, they were too, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what one of them, I don't know whether both played seniors, but certainly I think it might have been Renato who played with the, with the ones, with the seniors, but I'm not sure about the. Uh, well, we should. We, we've got to give you a research and tick as well because that year, 
Uh, you lost the first game, then you won the next, then you lost the next, then you won the next, then you lost the next, and then from round six onwards for 13 straight weeks, you oh, won. Is that what it was? Right, yep, yep. I, I knew we strung quite a few together. And you beat Essendon, yep. Essendon in both final matches. In both finals, that's right, yep. The uh, semi final, grand final, I think we beat them during the year too. I'm not too certain. Mm. And uh, so I'm guessing the grand final, was that played at the MCG? No, it was played at Richmond Ground, mate, at Hunt Road. Was it really? Okay. Mm, yeah. Yep. Yep. Do you know how you went? I went pretty. I had a pretty good day. I think I uh, I kicked three. Yes, you did. Did I? <laughs> yeah, three. Yeah. You're and, walking the encyclopedia, uh, Don. <laughs> You're exactly right. Yes, you kicked three. Kicked three and uh, had a had a pretty good day. Well, Essendon. Essendon that year won 13 games and lost three. Richmond won 13 games uh, and lost three at the end of the regular season. And the only difference was we were on top of the, the table by percentage by 4% more than Essendon. So right, clearly the right. two best sides of that, that sort of year. Yeah, um, yeah. But, well, I think with the, the games we won in the, the, well, the two final games anyway, I think we won fairly mm. convincingly by five or six goals. Yeah. Spot on. Would that be about right? Yeah. yeah. About yep. thirty points, thirty thirty-five points. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So, so, um, so Bill Wilson took over in fifty-eight. So, who did he take over from? Do you remember? Yeah, bloke got a name of Lenny Dockett. Right. Uh, he played. I think he played a few games. Well, not well, he certainly played a few games with Melbourne. Yes. But I think he had a uh, a reputation as a pretty good cricketer. Uh, uh, on Wikipedia, yes, he uh, was Australia. He also played cricket for the the VCA Colts and Richmond as well. He played cricket for Richmond. Oh, did he with Richmond? Did he? Yeah, yeah, as yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Did he? Did he play footy with Melbourne? He did. He played 102 games. Would you believe with Melbourne? Right. Okay. And also, and, and, a, and, a, and another great guy. He was a nice, uh, you know, good guy. Nice, nice fella. So you've managed to, so you play reserves, you play thirds, you play fourths. As you said, there was like a Richmond Scouts team as well. Yep, um, yep. And then obviously you, you play um, senior football. Would that be right? Uh, my first game against South Melbourne. All oh, right, yes. Uh, from, from, from the bench. All right. Fitzroy, uh, I've got you down as Fitzroy. Maybe you didn't take the field that day. The week before, perhaps is that would that be right? I, the only time I remember playing against Fitzroy, um, Rick, would be in a night game oh. uh, at the Lakeside Oval. Oh, was that those ones they used to have at mid-season or at the end of the season? Is that what those were? I think they had them towards the end of the season. Yeah, they were midweek yeah. or something, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, they they were, they were. Um, <clears throat> Hmm. But the, the only time I can remember, I remember playing against Geelong, Essendon, St Kilda, uh, yeah. South Melbourne, okay. might have been Carlton. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Actually. Uh, yeah. how, how was the um, how was the lighting structures at South Melbourne Football Ground? <laughs> <laughs> the can, the candles kept blowing out, mate. <laughs> sure, you wouldn't be able to see a thing, would you, Don? Ah, uh, it was it was pretty hard going, and the night we played there. It, it just came down in sheets of rain. So it was, oh, uh, uh, but you, you're right. I mean, the the lighting wasn't, uh, you know, not not overly flash, not overly flash. No. Did you ever win a best and fairest with the Richmond Thirds? Uh, with the Thirds, I did in '57. And do you, what did you get for winning that? Do you remember? 
Oh, I'm not sure. I think I've got a tray, actually. A tray? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a silver tray, I think, that from memory. Right, that sounds yeah. There would have been a sponsor. One of the one of the officials would have put some money in to buy a tray. Yeah, yeah, and it was presented at the uh, the Richmond Town Hall. Right. Uh, where Richmond had their uh, their annual meeting or whatever, you know, uh, whatever they did then, and that's when all the awards were sort of passed on, sort of thing, or presented. Oh right, okay. Oh lovely. Richmond Town Hall. <laughs> now uh, you've played for Richmond in the seniors in '59. Alan McDonald was the coach, is that right? Alan McDonald, yeah. I think he had a uh, about four years as coach there. He came, I think he played, might have played a few games with Richmond. Yeah, I think he did. Going yeah. back pre-war. Um, and he went up to Bendigo and coached up uh, in Bendigo, Bendigo South, actually. quite. Uh, he was quite successful in the country. Yeah, and he was later replaced, when he went up to the country, he was replaced by Des Rowe. Desi Rowe, that's right. Yep. You, you might have um, seen a few times during your, your yep, sort of yep, time. Yep, Desi, yep. I'm guessing, yep. yeah. Yep, Desi Rowe, yep, surely, yep. Uh, so 59 and 60, I mean, we look at that sort of period now with the seniors and we sort of see it as a pretty lean time for Richmond. You know, the the, the great, you know, glory days is, is still yes. a... At the end of the 60s. Was it a, was it as sort of bad as it's sort of been reported? Uh, it was tough going. Yeah. Wins, were, you know, wins were very, very, very sparse. Um, right. We didn't, we didn't win too many. We, Tigers never really started kicking on until probably 65, 64, 65, I guess. Yeah. They might have been on the way up when Graham Richmond took a, uh, a, 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 but, you know, a real interest in the club. He and... Uh, he and, of course, Tommy Hafey. Yes. Um, they start to sort of, you know, uh, really, really kick along then. Of course, winning the premiership in 67 was a, uh, a grand era, start of a grand era for them. <laughs> it was. I, I just realised uh, you wore quite a high number, didn't you? Sorry, a low number. Uh, well, <laughs> story there. I, uh, I had number 48. Yes. Well, yeah, 48. And I thought... Oh, 48. I said, he wasn't uh, 48. And I knocked around with a guy by the name of Kevin Callender, yes. who was the son of Charlie Callender. Right. And Charlie was the, the, the property, property steward. Yes. Yep. Long time. Yes. Long time. Forever. Yep. And I, I said to Kevin, I said, Reckon your old man can get me a lower number than <laughs> 48. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, yeah. Charlie Callender wouldn't have given anything to anyone. Yeah, he, wouldn't give you a, he wouldn't give you a chewing gum, mate. So you're asking for a you're asking for a so better I, number. I, I, I said to Kevin, he said, "I said, he said, oh well, good luck." He said, "Ask him." <laughs> I did, and he said, "Yeah, what number would you like?" I said, "Well, uh, what, what do you what do you what do you got there?" So he, he threw me the number. He said, "Here's number three. So I was like, "Oh, thank you very much." And uh, the dog. first really first time, yeah first time I wore it, Havel Row yes. who preceded. He had it before me. He presented me with it before the first game. Well, isn't that lovely? Havel uh, sadly only passed away not long ago. Yeah. Um, he had a good innings too. I think he was about nine, he early nineties. I think. Yeah. I was so I yeah. was lucky to speak to him too and interview him. So he was he was a lovely gentleman. Oh, good golfer. Oh, good golfer. He was a real, real top guy. Yeah. Lovely. lovely and he could golf. play by all accounts. He was a very yes. accomplished player. A very accomplished player. Yep. Yep, he certainly was. So if we go into the Richmond Rooms in 1959 and 60 and we look at the lockers and you're locker number three, you've got the, or the hook yep. or whatever they had back then, who is on yep. either side of you? Uh, number 
So let's have a look. If I go to 1959 year, let's see. Oh, apparent. Well, is Roy number two? Roy was number two. Yeah, yeah. Roy Wright was number two. Dave was Cousins would be number one. four. Davy Cousins number four from where? From Western Australia. He yeah, did. Davey he came Cousins. with a big. Uh, you know, there was a lot of um, expectations with him coming across. Yep. Yep. And he's uh, in a sense. He's still going strong, yeah. I think, Dave Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Neville Crow was number five. Um, Billy so. Morris was number five. Did you meet Billy Morris? No, I didn't. You never no. met Billy? No. No. I knew he had a, a lolly shop down in, <laughs> I lived in Richmond, of course, down in uh, Swan Street, Richmond, or near, near the Burnley. He had a, a, a milk bar down, down there. Right, so Bill oh. Morris had a milk bar down there? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you go there all the time? Oh no, just, just very occasionally. I went mainly went to Jack's uh, up in uh, up in Church Street. Now was Jack was Jack at the milk bar when you would go to the milk bar? Oh yeah, yeah. Jack Jack and his wife Sybil behind the counter. Uh, yep, and uh, my mum used to she was good mates with Sybil, Jack's yeah. wife, and uh, always always having a bit of a chat. Well, I spoke to um, Ron Rifle once, and he told me that he would sometimes go to the milk bar and, and flick through Dyer's scrapbooks that, oh, that, that Sybil yeah. would bring out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, how great is that? Now, when you went to Dyer's uh, milk bar, what did, you, what did you like to order? Well, it was usually a melted milk. <laughs> was it? Chocolate, chocolate or strawberry, depending on the mood. <laughs> and was it expensive? Oh, hang on. Now you're, now you're putting me really to the test. I'm wondering if Jack sort of just, you know, here's a free one every now and then. Oh, he, well, he used to slip you a free one occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you, I mean, you, you grew up in Richmond area, didn't you? I grew up in Cremorne Street in Richmond. Right, uh, part of Richmond. Or at the Bethesda Hospital, which is uh, pretty close to the Epworth Hospital, actually. Bethesda. And uh, just off uh, Ridge Road. And lived in Cremorne Street. My dad worked for the, the Malt House, Smith Mitchells. And they, uh, they processed the barley or the wheat that went from there to the Carlton Brewery to make the, make the beer. Well, goodness. Where, where, where was that f sort of factory located where your father worked? It was, in, in, as I say, in Cremorne Street. It was, okay. it was yeah, Cremorne Street ran between the, the Yarra yep. up to Swan Street. Right. So that gives you an idea. That was Cremorne Street. Of course, it's all gone up market now. It's called Cremorne anyway. It's a little bit different, isn't it? In those days, it was South Richmond. So you grew up in Richmond during a period of time, what, during the, the war era of World War Two? is that right? Oh, yeah, yep, yep. What yep, do you remember yep. about that, that time? Was it a difficult time for families during that time? I can't give you much of a story on that. I remember dead, dead, dead... Um, he applied to go into the army, mm. and they knocked him back because he, he was wanted for what they call the essential, uh, which um, a lot of the guys were kept back because they wanted their expertise home here rather than go into the army. Yeah, so he was classified as an essential. Yeah, yeah. Well, beer was pretty important, Brett. <laughs> 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 they wanted to make sure that he would get the barley and everything. Yeah, exactly. Because they used to heat it up and brew it, and and it was carted off in uh, in a truck into the, as I say, into the brewery and went into the uh, the making of the uh, of the beer. Oh goodness! Yeah. 
As a child, did you wander down to, before you played, did you wander down to Punt Road every now and then? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. We used to go every every Saturday, every, every home game, not too, so much of the away games, um, sit behind the, the goalpost down at the railway end. Uh, were they still in the same location as they are now? Or were they more? Yes. Okay, they were. Uh, well, were they? I haven't been in there for a while, Rick. So I, I, they were sort of right uh, up against Brun Brunton yeah, Avenue Road. It was Brunton Avenue, that's right. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, yeah, right at the so I think there would have been about, oh, I don't know, from the, from the goal post to the back fence, I know, about 20 metres or thereabouts, oh, I guess. Pretty, yeah, that's pretty um, yeah. wide, actually. Yeah. And uh, I had a, an uncle um, who used to be a boundary umpire, and uh, we used to take packets of chewing gum, you know, wrigglies or whatever, and throw them to him while he was running the boundary. <laughs> He'd pick them up and take a couple, pop them in his mouth, put the rest in his sock. <laughs> he used to throw them onto the field at him. When he, when he was close to us, of course, oh, we, right. we'd throw them to him and, uh, you know, he'd pick them up and, uh, as I say, swallow a couple, take a couple out and uh, put the rest in his sock. What was your uncle's name? Baker, Vince Baker. Vince Baker, okay. Vince Baker, yep. That's sensational. Now, your parents barracked for Richmond? Um, all, yes, all, except Dad. Dad was the, um, was the black sheep of the family. Who did he go for? Don't say Collingwood. Bloody Collingwood. Oh, would you, Would you believe? Would you believe? Why was that? I don't know. <laughs> I often wonder. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what went wrong. But if I, I can... Relate just a, a quick story to you. Um, being a Collingwood supporter, Dad worked five and a half damn hard, you know, five and a half days a week. And Dad enjoyed his Saturday afternoons up at the uh, the Greyhound pub uh, with his mates, drinking copious amounts of bloody beer and, and having a bet with the SB bookies up the back lane. <laughs> anyway, this particular day, Mum said, Doug, I want you to take Don to the football. He uh, he arced up. He wasn't he wasn't too pleased about that. Anyway, he conceded. We off we went to the footy because we've got to go to the pub on the way. So we've missed probably half of the first quarter. Um, and at three quarter time, he said, "Come on, let's let's go home." And I said, well, the games are over, Dad. You know, he said, oh, no, it's, it's all over. You know, da, da. We're, we're off. So we go back to the pub, of course, keeping in mind at 6 o'clock closing in those days. So back to the pub and I'm drinking strawberry lemonade. Dad's having a, the odd beer or three. We finally got home to be greeted by Mum. How do we go, Don? I said, I don't know. We left early. Well, Mum picked a twig straight away. Yeah. And uh, she gave him a nice old bell around the ears. Yeah, mum wasn't too happy with, with dad, so he got a, a bit of a bell, you know. Can't trust you to take him to the football and all this, you know. Da, da. So we're, I never went to the football with dad again, I don't think. <laughs> he thought stuff that, I'm not going to go again. <laughs> yeah, 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 he gets me into too much trouble. <laughs> Everyone talks about uh, how an incredible player Jack Dyer was. Did you see him play or were you too young? Yep, I was down there when he played his last game. Oh, goodness. I think he kicked about six goals, actually. He did, yep, yep. Um, down at the old punt road. Must yeah, no, been, I saw Jack a, a number of times, yep. Must have been yep. quite impressionable to you, being, what, a 10-year-old or so. You must have thought... Oh, yeah, yeah, about 10 or, yeah, 10 or 12, I think. Uh, the old bandage that he used to wear around his knee. It was, uh, 
it was a dirty old band as it is use every week. I don't think you'd bother to wash it. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> did you have a Did you have a a bit of a Richmond hero or idol growing up? Did you like? Oh, I, I, yeah. I had a guy by the name of Jackie O'Rourke. Oh gosh, yeah. I, I managed to speak um, to Jack. I managed to speak to him. Jack, yeah, Jackie O'Rourke. He was my idol. Full forward, high leaper for marks. Uh, number four. Yep. We used to get behind, as I say, we got behind the goalposts and uh, used to love watching him. You know, uh, as you to say, he was a beautiful mark, high, high leaper. And uh, but yeah, I think he only had a couple of seasons down there. Really, yeah, he didn't play yeah. that uh, that many games. No, you're right. So, did you like him because of that high marking? You know, that sort of. You know, he was the superstar of the you know forward line sort of thing. Is that why you sort of gravitated? Oh to yeah, it, it, yeah. Well. Anyone who kicked goals, uh, Rhett, you know, was a hero. <laughs> yes, that's right. But when you played for Richmond, what position did you play in the seniors? Uh, in the seniors, probably a half-back flank or ruck rover. Okay, yep. And did you have, what was what was the sort of advice from a coach back then for for someone playing in the back line or the half-back? Was it just, you know, get your... Stick by your man, don't yep. let him out of your sight, stay with him all day. Right. I don't care if you don't, if you don't get a kick, son. Yep. As long as your opponent doesn't get one. Who, and who were your opponents? <laughs> they would, we're talking half forward. Thank you, Steve. I tell you what, you might, hey, you're yeah. pushing your luck now, mate. <laughs> well, you would have, yeah, I mean, you would have um, played on some pretty strong... Well, yeah. Um, does the name the uh, Alistair and the Stuart Lord? Of course, Geelong. Yeah. Yeah, you played on them. Yeah, my first full league game... Was against St Kilda down at the Junction Oval, mm-hmm. and that was in '59. In '58, uh, Roberts won the uh, the Brownlow. Right, yes. Neil Neil Roberts, Neil Roberts for St Kilda. Yep. So I played a, about a half on on him. Gee whiz. Uh, Tony Ongarello from Fitzroy. Oh yes. Jack Clark. Oh, Essendon. Johnny Burt. Yep. And Kenny Quaker. I copped the three of them one day out at Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'd done wrong, but I copped the three of them. I tell you what, that was a busy day. That, that would have uh, you would have learnt lessons there very quickly. Oh yes, oh yes, yeah. Out of Windy Hill, yep. When you when you played, were you a left footer or a right footer? A right footer. Right. Uh, a left footer under extreme, <laughs> I repeat, extreme pressure only. <laughs> and did you and did you ever handball back then, Don? Yes, yeah, yeah, it's a handball, yeah. You're able, yeah. You were, you were playing, able to. Playing on the back line, of course. Yep. One handball was about it, and you only handballed unless you were in real dire trouble. Yeah. I only want to see one handball, and you kick it. Yeah, my dad always told me that it was always the last, you know, the last option was to handball yep. if you were in a lot of trouble. That's right, yep. Because it was yep. sort of frowned upon, oh, you're handballing, that's, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you used to cop it, you know, from the coach if you... Uh, <laughs> Particularly if you mucked it up, you're in. Uh, you know, you didn't want to come off the ground too too quickly. <laughs> now, life after Richmond, you, you played seven senior games. Uh, you yep. play a couple of the reserve games in the in 1960 as well, and yep. then um, I guess like a, quite a few Richmond players as well. You didn't go up to the country. You went to the VFA. Yeah, I had an offer to go to Ballarat or Ballarat East, which oh, yeah. I I didn't take it too seriously, and. 
uh, a chap that I knocked around with. As a matter of fact, I saw him uh, last Sunday for my 80th birthday. Played by the name of Bruce Blaney. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, he Bruce played one game here. And uh, we um, great mates down there who were 59. And we had two seasons together. And we were both delisted at the beginning of uh, 61. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd lost a bit of interest. I was a little bit disappointed in you know, copying the uh, chop sort of thing. And Bruce rang me one day and uh, said, what are you doing? And I said, oh, not a great deal. <laughs> said, oh, uh, I've had it with football. Yeah. At the age of 21, I've had it. Gosh. He said, well, listen, he said, I'm down at Lordy Alec. And I said, you where? <laughs> he said, Lordy Alec. I said, well, you're going into the country, mate, you know. And because he lived at hand, Lordy Alec wasn't that far away. I said, why don't you come in and have a run? I said, oh, no. Anyway, next thing I know, guy's knocking on the front door at Richmond there where I, live, where I lived. And he said, why don't you come in? He was the recruiting guy. And uh, so I said, oh, okay. So I went down to, uh, that's where I sat with Lordy Alec. Well, Bruce went on to coach him to a premiership, didn't he? I uh, I coached him for one year. Um, the chap that we had coaching at the time played by the name of Ray Baxter from Footscray. Yeah. He played for Victoria. Ray got a very, very bad injury versus the second game. And, uh, that's when I took it over for, uh, the, for uh, the rest of that season. I think, did Bruce also coach... Yeah, Bruce coached seconds down there, uh, Brett. Right, okay, the seconds, right, yep. Yeah, coached seconds. I think he coached out of Forest Hill. So he had a couple of years at Forest Hill. You played quite a few years with Morty Alec, didn't you? Yeah, I had, um, well, I went to the 61. I finished in, I think, 67. I played 118 games, I think it was, uh, down at Morty Alec. Yeah, which were very, very enjoyable. Good time down there. So just as we sort of wrap up, when you when you were playing at Richmond, did you have a job? Oh, yes. Yep. yep. What, what were you? I worked, um, to say, Dad was a molster. By this time, he, he changed companies. He was, he was working down in um, in Church Street. No, not Church Street. In Swan Street, in, or near to Burnley. Uh, there was another multi-company that uh, processed the barley and all that. And um, I was at Richmond Tech, and we got our half-year results, which we had to take the report card home in those days. You get it signed off by mum or dad or one of your parents. And uh, I knocked around with it at Richmond Tech. Only fought it in the class, and the uh, headmaster read, um, read the um, positions in the class. Said, Williams, you've come tenth out of 14, because my mate sort of burst in a bit of laughter. And he said, Matthews, you're 14th. So he was last, and I was fourth last. So <laughs> took the report card home, and Dad said, waste of time going back. He said, you work with me yep. until the end of the year, and then you, uh, you're going to do an apprenticeship. So that's when I started work in 1954. And uh, never got around to doing an uh, apprenticeship, uh, uh, yeah, an apprenticeship anyway. But uh, that's when it all started. Before I started work. So your job title and, was what? Sorry. What was your job title? Oh, just general rouseabout, uh, Rick, um, boiling the machines and 
packaging they also made yeast for the um, for the baking, you know, for bread and all that. Yep. I was packing yeast into a cardon, into a box rather, and doing all the oiling and greasing on the machines and general general rouseabout, so to speak. Yep. But some days, I mean, Richmond training was on Thursdays and Tuesdays. Would that be right? Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah. What time was training? I think it was, it was supposed to be about four thirty. Now you, I, yeah. Now, so you're still at work at this stage. I'm still, this stage. Well, yeah. Well, I, um, I had to at the start of every season sort of go to the boss and say, look, you know, can I have time off to go to footy on Tuesday and Thursday night? Yes, you can have time off, but you've got to make it up. So I'd work another half hour sort of the on the you know, the days I weren't training, sort of make up the uh, to the uh, the time I got off to uh, to go to training. Did you work Saturdays? No. Okay. No. So that's right. So you didn't have to go from yeah, no, no, work. No, no, to no, that was okay. Yeah. How do you look back on your time at Richmond, Don? Oh, great times, uh, Rick. Um, one of the best times of my life as a young boy growing up. Absolutely loved it. I can I can only imagine the memories that you've cherished for all those decades. Let's say. Oh um, yes. Yeah. And then you've maintained your, your sort of connection with Richmond. You're still with the former players and officials. Still um, the former players. I haven't been there to any functions, um, but still in touch with them. Uh, I spoke to Bill Meekland oh, be a while, a little while ago now. Um, but you know, I, I still get raffle tickets and get updates. You know, uh, yep. uh, emails and so forth, and from them. So I'm still in, yeah, still in touch with them. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're also lucky because you've. You've seen the 67, 69, 73, 74, 80 premierships, and then I'm hoping you had a chance to see the 2017 one either in person or on TV. I saw it on TV, yeah. I saw the um, 67, 69, 73, 74. I saw those four premierships. In person? Uh, And in the 1980, no, I watched that on TV. And of course, the 2017, I uh, I watched that also on TV. So I've had a, a pretty pretty good life as far as football goes. Can you? It's probably impossible to rank. Can you? From an excitement point of view, is the 2017 one almost as exciting as the, the drought break in one from '67? Oh, yes, it was. Um, yeah. uh, yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, I have to say that in '67, I uh, I was hunting around for a ticket, and I couldn't get a ticket in '67. And I took a mate with me who played down at Morty Alec. I said he was a Collingwood supporter anyway, but we played Geelong that day. And I said, "Come on, we'll go to the footy." He said, "What do you mean? No tickets? We can't get in." And uh, anyway, I went down there hoping I could run into someone with a might be able to get a ticket. Anyway, we were listening to the game outside the MCG. Uh, listen to the game being broadcast from the uh, broadcast. Uh, what they had, I like a uh, mobile caravan or whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. Listen to the game there, and uh, all of a sudden the, the the big doors swung open, to the ground, and I said to Gary, my mate, I said, "Let's go." He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Come on, someone's opened the door. We're off." So we took off and we got through. And I can still hear this bloke yelling, got a, like a blue coat on, you know, what are you, blokes? You can't come in here. Well, we're off. 
So we finished up on top of the top, pretty much on the top tier of the southern stand. That's where we watched the, uh, the second half of the uh, of the game. You watched Richmond's drought-breaking premiership for free. Yep, yep, yep. Watched yep, free. Yep. I'm envious. <laughs> <laughs> envious, Don. I'm envious. Uh, a couple of years, uh, I put, uh, what was it? The um, 73, 74, I had tickets. Um, I got them through Richmond. They sent me a uh, one ticket sort of thing. Oh, yes, yeah, so, yeah, of course. So I, I did I didn't come. And I think 69, I might have got a ticket through Richmond too. Just, just the one mm. ticket. Well, that's because all the blue coats were on to you by then, Don. They knew, oh. they knew exactly <laughs> what you were planning. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I, I don't know to this day. Talk about luck. Uh, yeah. Well, he went, well, 10 feet away, and the, the you know, size of those big doors at the MCG, they opened, and I said to Gary, I said, well, let's go. We're with a chance here. So we, we got, he, he wasn't showing a great deal of interest, being a Collingwood supporter. No, of course but, not. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we, we saw that. So I've seen you know, four of them uh, actually been there. Uh, well, Don, on behalf of all Richmond supporters, and even those who saw you play, who were one of the 100 people or so watching you play in the Richmond Thirds or the Richmond Fourths, thank you for your contribution to Richmond and Tigerland. It's much appreciated. Richmond, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, mate.